Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome back to the Mark Cox Morning Show. Happy that you are with us this morning as we take a look at what's happening outside across the country. It's, it's, I saw somebody post earlier that uh, Mother Nature right now is like the Powerball numbers. Like the, they're just all over the place. At the 30 this morning, 18 the other day. It's going to be 50 this afternoon, 75 on Friday or Sunday, I should say. Crazy. Just crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, there was snow and sleet when we came in, it appears there's no moisture falling downtown right now. But my guess is a few roads will end up having some problems this morning. So Sue Thomas will keep you uh, up to date on that uh, for sure. Stay stay tuned for all that. We got JJ Carafano still ahead. We got uh, Trent England is going to join us. He's the head of a group called Stop RCV. RCV is ranked choice voting. They tried it in Missouri, failed. Pretty miserably, they tried to get, I think, a um, initiative petition uh, going on that one, and they, and it failed. But expect them to make another run at it because what that's designed to do is sideline dissenting voices from from the deep state. That that's it, right? If you, if you're if you're the slightest bit outside of what they consider to be supportive of the deep state, that's what ranked choice voting is designed to silence those voices. So uh, we're going to talk to Trent about that at the bottom of the hour. They did it in Alaska, and they lost a Republican seat up there directly as a result of that. And uh, there's no doubt about it. Now they're trying to repeal it. So we're going to get to that for you here in just a couple of minutes. Still got Phil Cristofanelli coming up next hour. He wants uh, St. Louis City to pay St. Charles County for criminal activity that starts in the city and, and heads west. What do you think about that? We'll talk to him at about 8.20. Right now, though, I want to get to the shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. Will you call for the re-recruitment, restoration of full rank and back pay for the 8,600 service members who were vax mandated out of the military? Uh, No, I won't. Yeah, uh, Lloyd Austin is is an embarrassment. I'm sorry. Uh, Should not still be in the SecDef office that was matt gates questioning him yesterday 
Coming up, I'm going to play for you what Nancy Mace did to him, and it was epic. They believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. You horrible Christians. Do you really believe that? This is a Politico reporter shocked uh, while claiming that Republicans believe their rights come from God. Christians do. Mm. How many Palestinian deaths must our country be complicit in killing before the violence ends? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Cori Bush, we, she makes us proud every day. Now she's calling for uh, us to pressure Israel to give in to the terrorists. Look, the appropriations process is, is ugly. Democracy is ugly. Um, this is the way it works. Mike Johnson talking about uh, caving to the left again in the House for this temporary spending bill. Let's just keep kicking the can down the road. And uh, and here we go again. We do not have, we just don't have enough fiscal conservatives in Washington. Eventually they would say, no, we're not doing this. You want to sh- let it shut down, shut it down, or agree to a few spending cuts. Your choice. Ball is in your court. And we never seem to get that done, ever. Same thing over and over and over again. Hey, if you want a if you want a little smile on your face this morning, go to uh, the Facebook page, and the top post on my Facebook page, the Mark Cox Show right now. Kim just posted a few minutes ago. It's blank, oddly enough, <laughs> and technologically we're not sure why. But you need to click on the blank space, and you will see a video of you will see a video of robot Joe Biden. Because they put his head on a robot, and it walks the same way Joe Biden does. It was a robot that Elon Musk <laughs> tweeted out, like, showing how it can move. But it totally, with Joe Biden's head on it, you're like, that, that's exactly how he was walking when he tried to walk the grounds there at the southern border. It's the Joe Biden shuffle, and it's worth, it's worth looking at. I got Jerry on line one. Jerry's come up with an idea, Kim, for a name for the Joe Biden shuffle. Oh. What, what do you think, Jerry? Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Great show. Love you guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, wa- I watched the uh, dog and pony show yesterday. It was ridiculous. But uh, when I saw Biden and you guys came up with the Biden shuffle, I think a, a better name would be the Biden breakdown. You know that? <laughs> yeah. So, if he would just, uh, it, he's far past breakdancing, but yeah, I could see that. The Biden breakdown. Meltdown. Yeah. So. yeah. That's you good. got it, sir. Keep thank up the good work, thank guys. you, thank right. you, Jerry. We we appreciate the phone call. Yeah, the Biden breakdown. I like that. Uh, if you watched him at the border yesterday, it it was shocking, uh, to say the least. Would would it, it, it? He's he's walking next to a border guard. I thought he was holding the guy's arm for a minute to help him walk, but then I realized he was just a little bit behind him, and it was hard to tell. Um, it it's it's like going to a you know, I don't know. The, the center courtyard in a lot of these assisted living places and watching the folks at noon. I mean, it's not their fault, but you reach a certain age in life where, you know, you, you, neuropathy and other things cause you to walk like that. It, it's age related. Yeah. And, and you're watching the guy kind of deteriorate right in front of our eyes. I mean, I could I must have watched that video <clears throat> easily five times back to back because <laughs> I, it really is I think stunning or shocking is the word you used. He looks and I'm not trying to he looks like a decrepit old man. 
Yes, uh, he he does. And um, I mean, we all we're all going to face maybe something like that one of these days. But we all won't be president of the United States when that happens. And refusing to step down and not run again. Yes, that's uh, the, the, exactly. That's it. Hey, by the way, um, I, I need you to hear what Nancy May said to Lloyd Austin yesterday. Um, and I, and may, maybe we'll get Jim Carafano to reply uh, to this when we get him up here in just a minute. She had him on the, on the stand there in Congress asking him about why nobody knew where he was, and what's the difference between what you did and and an enlisted person in the military going AWOL? That's absent without leave. When they wear the uniform, when they, when they put their lives on the line for our nation, for you, what happens when they go AWOL? What is the punishment? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't equate uh, my going to the hospital and receiving treatment. Uh, being as going incapacitated AWOL. as a secretary here, yes, is going AWOL. So you don't equate disappearing, being incapacitated with being AWOL. I didn't disappear. I was in a, a military but you didn't tell, uh, medical you didn't tell your facility you just, in Washington, D.C. You just testified you didn't tell your staff. Did you not? You just testified. What happens when a soldier goes AWOL? I have well, 20 seconds. What well, happens when a soldier goes AWOL? We have to realize that, you know, I have a large. Cont- uh, Fairly large are they honorably or dishonorably discharged? Are they put into the brig? Are they what happens? Seriously, you're not even answering the questions. I'm not going to rest until until someone we should not rest until someone is held accountable. I am I am deeply disappointed in your response. Yeah, no kidding. Go Nancy Mace. He's a civilian now. Like he's not in the military anymore, but he went AWOL and he admitted to her just before that. No, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't I didn't I didn't tell anyone. That I was incapacitated and I carried the nuclear football. I was going to say, what if something <laughs> crazy had happened during that however thank, many day period that he was in the ICU? God, it no wasn't, one knew where he was. Thank God it wasn't October seventh. Yeah, right. I mean, th- when uh, Israel got attacked, they're suddenly trying to call Lloyd Austin, and he's out of it in a hospital somewhere. It's just crazy. All right, we'll get to Jim Carafano on his thoughts on that and the border uh, security issue when we come back. Josh Bunch. <laughs> Jim Carafano is with us from the Heritage Foundation this morning. And, uh, Jim, that was Nancy Mace questioning Lloyd Austin yesterday. I did not think he he represented himself very well in front of Congress. Yeah. So, uh, in the, you know, in the South, we had to say that, that dog won't hunt. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, look, I you know, I was in the military for 25 years. Uh, I, I worked for generals in the Pentagon. Um that that's it's just inexcusable behavior it's a dereliction of duty and and just saying i take responsibility for this is is really an act there's something really wrong here i mean someone with his experience and service just should know better i i don't know what the backstory is here but for all of us just to kind of blink and say okay well you know don't do that again uh, there's just something wrong she she tried to get to ask him why what he did was not the equivalence of of a wall. Had he been a a uniform still in uniform, and he didn't he claimed that it was different. Well, I mean clearly if you're a civilian, you can't be a wall. But the fact that you were are right. in charge of the nuclear football and your immediate superior, the president, did not know that you were out of commission, is is pretty serious. Yeah, look, I I doubt that the the national chain of command was at risk. But the the point is is what he did was irresponsible, and 
you know, if, if for no other reason, we should take this more seriously because you should set an example for the rest of the service. So this is a weird thing to understand for wrap your heads around, right? But the more senior you get, the more consequential your behavior. And I think people think somehow it's the opposite, that the more senior you are, the more responsible you are, the more you should get a pass when you do something wrong. It's exactly the opposite. I, I, don't, I, I think I told you the story. Once I was the, um, the supply officer, basically, and, and I lost a, a, a a magazine of, of 45, so, um, which is 25 cents worth of ammunition. Right. Then. Right. Back then right. it was 25 right. cents. Right. Right. <laughs> now it's $25 and, worth, but, but go ahead. <laughs> according to the regulations, any loss of ammunition had to be reported. And so I reported myself. I was, I was just a second lieutenant. I reported myself and launched an investigation against myself. Because that's what the regulation required, because I knew as an officer, it was my responsibility to set an example. Now, in the end, they dismissed it. They said, you know, investigating this thing would cost, you know, 300 times, you know, 5,000 times more than the the magazine. (laughs) But the point was, is, is, okay, you don't get a pass when you're when you're the the uh, secretary of defense. You set the example. I mean, this is not to make too far a point of it, but this is how people like Chelsea Manning think, well, I could just steal stuff and give it away and, you know, I should be okay for that. No, that's not how it works. Hey, Jim, I'm I'm sure you saw the video of uh, Joe Biden and Trump at the border yesterday, just Biden hobbling along. And then you've got him spewing these lies yet again, blaming Republicans for why nothing has been done to close the border. Look, I, look, I, I, no, I mean, look, I cannot, um, I, I can't believe that, okay, uh, so I'm not political. I don't do politics. I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. So what, what I offer is just analysis, right? I, I actually think that the, the, the thinking here is who cares if we lose this election? Wow. We'll, we'll, we'll de- no, seriously, we're going to run Biden because, you know, so what if we lose, right? We'll just demonize Trump for four more years. He's a one-term president. Well, you know, we don't have anybody else to run right now. We'll run somebody else in, in, in four years, and, and we'll bank everything we got. And so it's much more important for them to bank what they've achieved at, at unlocking the border. And, and so, you know, but, but they can't run for re-election it, you know, so they have to lie about everything, about inflation, about jobs, about job creation, about the border, about immigration, about Ukraine, about China, about everything. They just, and that's that's the shtick. And they go, look, what's the worst that can happen? The media will cover for us. Chuck Schumer roaring out and cover for us. Everybody will. And who knows? Maybe we'll win, you know, and, and we'll get four more years of the sock puppet in office. And if we lose, uh, big deal. You know, we'll we'll find somebody else. This is I know that I know that's how they think. Well, this is what Chris Murphy, the senator, said yesterday after Trump called it a Biden invasion. Well, I mean, first of all, this invasion rhetoric is just absolutely disgusting. It's xenophobic. It's racist. Go to Ukraine. You'll see what an actual invasion looks like. Yeah, I, I don't well, know that you can compare the two, but six million people have crossed the southern border since Joe Biden became president. 
See, this is this is the new dynamic, right? And I understand. And this is this is what really populism is all about. At some point, people realize what's going on. So, the 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 game that the left plays is you shut down all conversation by just saying that's that's racist. Yeah, that's MAGA, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, um, it's the same thing on gender, right? Well, you know, I don't think there should be 87 genders. Oh, well, you're, you're a bigot. And, you know, um, I, I think Israel should defend itself. Oh, you're, you believe in genocide, right? So this is the deal that for, for years, the left's answer on border is anytime you want border security immigration, you're a racist, right? Oh, yeah. And they got away with that. But now it is so unbelievably obvious that this is an invasion that we're, we're, we're having people come here illegally from all over the world, and it's uncontrollable, and it's having unbelievably negative effects on our economy, on crime, on immigration, on national security, that, that that's another dog that doesn't hunt anymore. Yes. So Chris Murphy going out and just saying, well, if you don't like what's going on here, you're a racist. You know, lots of people who are not racist, they get the joke, right? <laughs> that ain't going to work. I think you're right. I think this is hitting home to a lot of people, and it's crossing party lines. Jim, have a great weekend, my friend. Always always good talking to you. Thanks, buddy. All right. Talk to you soon. Jim Carafano from the Heritage Foundation there. Coming up, we're going to talk more about ranked choice voting. What is it? You, you, you put seven people up. You you throw votes at them. If your guy doesn't win, you get to vote again, or or ultimately you don't get to vote again. Uh, What is that all about? Why would they ever want to do that? But they've done it in some states. Now they're trying to repeal it. We're going to talk to Trent England about that coming up. So I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I was about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. There there was an attempt and a push in St. Louis. In fact, we had we had uh, some folks here on the air debating ranked choice voting. I'll never forget my friend John Hancock, who who does a, 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 the Friday show down the hall here at KMOX, came on and and was actually at the time defending the idea of ranked choice voting. And afterwards, after that election year, uh, when I believe it was Sarah Palin who ended up getting beat up in Alaska because of ranked choice voting, he came back to me and said afterwards, I made a mistake. I don't support that idea anymore. I think it's a bad idea. And and I'm like, well, thank you. Thank you for admitting that. That takes a big person to admit that they were wrong about something. I've been opposed to it from the beginning. We've got Trent England on the phone with us right now. Uh, he is a part of an organization called Stop RCV or Ranked Choice Voting. Trent, how are you? Uh, doing well, Mark. Good morning. Yeah. Explain explain for the people and uh, maybe you'll explain it in a way differently than I have here on the air. What Ranked Choice Voting does or tries to do? Yeah, I mean, ranked choice voting sort of changes everything through the election process from how your ballot looks to how it gets counted and, and even whether it gets counted. And, uh, you know, the, the basics of it, uh, the ballot, instead of asking you to just vote for a candidate, it says, well, you can rank some candidates. And different RCV systems are different. Some of them you can rank three. Some of them you can rank however many candidates are running. Uh, you know, which in some elections we've seen is, you know, might be 12 or 13 candidates. Uh, and then when the ballots are counted, they count the first place votes, the first preference votes on each ballot. And if nobody has a majority, you know, if somebody has a majority of those, it's just like a normal election. All the rest of the, the process doesn't matter at all. But if nobody has a majority, then they start eliminating the least popular candidates 
and adjusting the preferences on those ballots so that if you ranked first the candidate who turns out to be the least popular, then your second place gets counted. And they go through this and they they basically adjust the ballots, recount, adjust the ballots, recount over and over and over again uh, until somebody has a majority of what's left. And it's important to, to say, you know, what's left because as happened in Alaska, a lot of voters say, I don't I don't want to rank more candidates. I don't, you know, the system is complicated. We especially see, you know, people we we would call vulnerable voters, older voters, people who have, you know, various challenges voting who just don't rank other candidates. And if your candidate gets eliminated and you haven't ranked other candidates, they don't just keep counting your ballot for the, the you know, the the one that you that you said is your first preference. They just throw your ballot away. And so that's what we saw in Alaska. We saw you know, a huge number of ballots that were discarded uh, in that process. And uh, as you say, you know, Sarah Palin, popular Republican candidate there, winds up losing in a Republican district to a Democrat. Yeah. Trent, Trent, this is Kim. I mean, why would that even be necessary? Because in wouldn't, wouldn't in most cases you would have a, I don't want to say a clear winner, but like how often would you really have a situation where it's so close that you have to rank the other candidates? Well, you know, this is this is an interesting twist to ranked choice voting. Usually the people pushing it say, well, you know, maybe we'll just do it for city elections. And even in California, you know, they, they allow it for local elections, but uh, but they've not allowed it at the state level because you're, you're right. If you have a Republican candidate and a Democrat candidate, then most of the time, uh, you know, one of those candidates is, is going to win and, and oftentimes have a majority right away. And the whole process doesn't really matter. Um there, there's sort of two answers to that. I mean, one is they're pushing this for local elections, uh, and, and the other is they, they're also pushing – most of the folks pushing ranked choice voting are also pushing changes to the party process. They want to they want to weaken that whole process. They want political parties to have less control over who their nominees are or, what, or even if they have nominees which means you might wind up with uh, a whole bunch of candidates in the race and not really know who they are. You might wind up with, you know, two Republicans and three Democrats. Uh, that That's a part of the, the system that they pushed up in Alaska, where they call it final five. So they put five candidates on the final ballot. And you, I mean, you know, as in Sarah Palin's race, right, you, you wind up, uh, or actually Alaska's final four, you were supposed to have two Republicans and two Democrats on the final ballot, but the Democrats got their candidate to drop out. And so that meant that the Democrats all consolidated their, you know, their efforts around one candidate. The Republicans wind up fighting each other. And, you know, through that sort of gaming of the system, they wound up winning that race with ranked choice voting. Yeah. So I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I remember reporting on it at the time. So, Trent, maybe you remember. The re- if I remember correctly, if you totaled up the Republican votes in that in that system, it it far outpaced the number of total votes the Democrat got. But the Democrat right. won the seat. And that's and right. Be- the preference was be- clearly for a Republican, but the Republicans split the vote under that process, which is kind that's of exactly. Goal. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and they, you know, it's it's ironic because the folks who push ranked choice voting, one of the big claims that they make is, oh, politics will be nicer. Candidates will treat each other more, you know, n- nicer. And it's all going to be rainbows and unicorns. And it, I mean, it's so silly that that, that election 
right? They, as I said, they they gained it from the get go by by having one of the Democrats drop out of the race mm-hmm. at, when it was late enough that you couldn't replace the Democrat on the ballot. And uh, and and yeah, I mean, you wind up with two Republicans representing very different factions of the party. Um, most of the voters in that first round of ranked choice voting voted for one of those two Republicans. Uh, but then they said, well, you know, they didn't rank a second place candidate, so we get to throw away a whole bunch of these ballots. And, oh, it turns out that uh, once we do that in the second round, then the Democrat wins. Uh, so, it's, it, I mean, it's just super misleading. And, and one of the things we saw in Alaska, as I think I mentioned, a, a lot of older voters in particular look at this system and they say, I've been voting the same way maybe for 50 years, and all of a sudden my ballot looks totally different. It's going to be counted totally differently. Like, I'm just not sure what to do with this. And uh, frankly, that's it, it was a voter up in Alaska whose grandparent had that experience uh, who now has led this charge to repeal it up there because he was so frustrated by what they were doing to, you know, so, all of these older Alaskans. Yeah, so that'll be on a statewide ballot. A lot of people feel that confusion about the Missouri caucus, which takes place tomorrow. The Republicans <laughs> are having a caucus, and a lot of people are frustrated by that because we pretty much always had a a preferential primary in Missouri, and this year it's going to be a caucus for the presidential race, and they're frustrated. Uh, Trent, let, we're talking to Trent England uh, with the Stop RCV. Let me point something out real quick. The The word that I believe got popularized by a lot of uh, Democrats a few years ago was disenfranchised. I've been, <laughs> I'm a voter who's been disenfranchised. Let me tell you how, how this kind of voting, ranked choice voting, disenfranchises you. If you vote for the fourth-place candidate and your second choice is the third-place candidate, right? But neither yeah. of those two end up making it to the final two. Your vote doesn't count at all. So at the end of That's the day, right. you got disenfranchised because of this system, and you didn't have a vote on either of the two people who ended up getting elected. And That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, if you, and if you pick up your ballot and you just can't make sense of this whole weird voting matrix – then you also run the risk of, of being disenfranchised. And one of the things our research has shown is that uh, you know the other side will complain about voter ID, right? Something that I mean, everybody's got identification, right? You know, it really is virtually everybody in society has identification. It's not a big deal. But they say, well, this is you know, there's there's 0.8 percent of the population, and this is a a burden for them. Ranked choice voting is a burden for a huge percentage of people who who look at this and say, I can't I, I'm not sure how this is supposed to work and what I'm supposed to do with my ballot. They they literally sometimes will send out these like, you know, one of one of them was 14 pages of instructions, extra instructions that you're supposed to you know read this little 14 page booklet before you go to vote using ranked choice voting. It, it's just crazy. Yeah. Trent, how can people find out more about what you guys are doing? And I, I don't know if this is going to rear its ugly head in Missouri again, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make another run at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there are folks there who are working really hard to try to, to get ranked choice voting into Missouri. Um, our website is stoprcv.com. Um, myself and the, the other co-chair of our coalition have a book out, uh, The Case Against Ranked Choice Voting, that folks can, can find uh, you know, wherever books are sold, The Case Against Ranked Choice Voting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really important to let people know that they make all of these claims about how this is like a political cure-all. Yeah. 
And uh, it's just it's just not true. It just makes voting much more complicated. And, and frankly, a lot of the left wing billionaires who are funding this, it really, in the end, I think, shifts power in their direction away from you know not just conservatives, but just ordinary voters who just want to vote in a normal election. I would agree with that. Trent England, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Mark. Yep, you bet. StopRCV.com if you want to find out more. All right, quick break. Uh, next hour, should St. Charles County be able to collect money for criminal activity originating in the city? Uh, that is a bill that is pending. It looks like... A- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Down in Jeff City, we're going to talk more about that uh, coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, Kim, the floor is yours. How do you really feel about the caucus? I am getting more and more irritated about this by the minute. <laughs> so I'm the- eating my feelings and cookies that Mark brought in to the studio. In the, in the break, uh, my friend Bev texted me and said, remind Kim... That if you still need to register for the caucus, like you don't, it's not registering to vote. Guys, I didn't even know you had to register for the caucus, could, and I'm involved in politics. You could pre-register. Uh, that's probably done over by now, but you don't have to be pre-registered to show up. But what she suggested is, if you still need to register, and all registration is, said when you get there, you show a photo ID, and they confirm that you're a registered voter, and then you're free to move about the place they they just they have to know who's there so they can they can count the votes basically I, but right? i'm frustrated for all the people like my so, friend's husband who has to work and, and can't get off work because it's going to take hours to do this so they just aren't going to get to participate i i'm i'm just irritated for the people who feel like they can't have their four children or whatever it is at this oh, location for four, yeah, but let's be real. Does any parent want to wrangle? I'm I'm nervous about wrangling my son in the middle of his nap time, yeah, to to stand here for four hours. Like I I just feel for all these people who would want to participate and can't. I don't know why we we have to have a caucus. Why are we not just having a primary? Why um, do we need to my, change this? My guess is it it will move back to that at some point. But this is what we're stuck with this year. What Bev's suggesting is if you need to register, which means you're going to have to walk in, maybe go up to a table somewhere, show them your driver's license, and they'll check you off. 
then get there by 930. What they're telling us is that most of these caucus locations, and you can go to Missouri GOP uh, website, and they've got a link there. Did you put that in the post? Yeah, it's on. If you go to Mark's Facebook page, you're going to see a link. You're also going to see our interview from Tuesday explaining what this is going to look like, because it's not like you're filling out a bubble of who you want to vote for. You're going to be told to go to one corner of the room, essentially, or gymnasium, wherever your caucus is. Hey, don't put baby in a corner. Oh, Um, Mark. So so anyway, the the explanation's up there. Sorry for the bad joke. Um, Today or all the time? (laughs) In general. Did you want to make a blanket apology? In general. I apologize for the bad puns, uh, but but the information's up there on the website. You can go there. You can click on that link, and it'll take you to the Missouri, Missouri GOP website, which will tell you whichever county you're listening to me in in the state of Missouri where your caucus location will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Doors open at, I think we said, 8. Uh, doors close at 10, and then the caucus gets underway. They're not letting anybody in after 10 o'clock, and then they're, they, it may last for a couple hours. So... Just understand that if you're going to go take part in it tomorrow, that's how it works. Illinois, you make a lot of dumb decisions politically, but you made the right decision to stick <laughs> with the primary. Your primary is March 19th. Even if, if, Trump's if Donald not Trump on is it. even on the dang ballot, we don't know. I'm feeling a little sassy today, if you can't tell. I think I have a little pep in my step with it being Friday. Maybe, maybe the Supreme Court will issue its ruling today. Sometimes they hand down decisions on Friday. So I'm going to go check SCOTUS blog and see if they're expecting uh, any decisions to be handed down today. Maybe they straighten up this whole ballot thing today. Another thing I wanted to mention on ranked choice voting, my friend uh, Senator Ben Brown texted me this morning to remind me that he's got a Senate joint resolution 78 that would ban ranked choice voting in Missouri. He's expecting it to be voted uh, on in committee on Monday. And as part of that bill, it would also prevent non-citizen voting. Remember, that was part of what they called ballot candy on um, – that's part of what they called ballot candy on the initiative petition reform thing because all the media misreported that and said, it's already illegal to vote if you're, if you're not a citizen. Well, that's true federally, but we've seen plenty of examples in cities across the country, including New York and California, where they voted locally to allow – non-citizens to vote in elections. We need to ban that in the state of Missouri. Um, so th- th- this is uh, this is important, and we'll get Ben on next week to talk a little bit more uh, about that. Uh, and uh, this is good. So the, the important thing they're going to be doing at the caucus, my friend Bev reminds me, is voting on amendments to the 2024 Missouri GOP platform. So you'll have some other input tomorrow as well if you decide to go to the caucus. Uh, that'll be fun. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 